tuned into The Last Call <laughs> on the SNA Live podcast. And we're back for our bonus coverage. And as I said before in the intro, we are calling our bonus coverage The Last Call. So we're going to do an extra topic. Um, our topic, topics in general for episode one, season two, was our forecast on just different you know areas or whatever. So we're going to do our forecast of our take on sports in this country going forward post-pandemic. And uh, Malik, I'm going to let you start this one off. Hold on, Lee. Before you do that, man, by the way, if you are tuning into this segment of Last Call, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you coming oh, in for the bonus coverage. Definitely. And we promise to not let you guys down. So, Malik, where were you at, man? So, obviously a sports head. Love my sports. But this has been, it's been really hard to adjust to what's going on, obviously, with, with COVID and just watching sports and not seeing people in, in the stands and not really, you're not feeling that energy anymore. And it's it's been it's been difficult, but yeah, I agree. Going forward, um, actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> last call. Last call. Yeah, exactly. Last call for alcohol. Um, to go to be go, going forward in sports, um, I don't see much change. To be honest with you, I mean, it's probably a, a different take from you guys. I don't see that much is going to change. Obviously, what's going on right now with you know just between the different. Uh, the different leagues they've they've adjusted as NBA. Well, they're still trying. To. They're still trying. The NBA did the bubble last year. The players, which was spot on. It was, that was, it was the brilliant. Best. It was brilliant. But the players hated it at the same time. Yes, they it did. It. But it was it was a necessary year. It, it had to be done. Which is why it's so confusing. They're still doing the fucking All Star game. Yeah, yeah. Year. I mean, that's you know what that's about. It's that but, dollar. It's but the yeah, almighty, but, the, it's but then, dollar but then they were telling people they don't want people to come into Atlanta. Yeah. They don't want no, any outside visitors come to come down. We've all been to Atlanta. You think that's going to happen? Bro, you know the truth <laughs> at all. I don't want you to come means yes, please come. That's what it means. <laughs> come on. There's going to be all types of parties. And you said, you said, you, be, you said, be all types of parties. There's going to be, what's yeah. that, uh, baller alert? They're going to be <laughs> baller alert. Facts. Yeah, facts. facts. But the main thing you said was uh, the, the money word, man. It's yeah, all it's about all the about green the, dollar. It's all about the green. So that's why I don't see much changing because, I mean, you already see it now. Jersey actually just, no, New York and Jersey. Jersey just now they're gonna allow fifteen percent people into the stadium. Yeah, I think it's any stadium that seats yeah. over. Is it five or ten thousand? Fifteen thousand. Is it fifteen thousand? So in indoor, I think they're gonna allow ten ten percent, and outdoors fifteen percent. So they're slowly gonna start going, you know, just going back to to normal, not to actual norm, normalcy yet. Yeah, but we'll never get there. Again, it's that it's these. Imagine how much these billionaires, how much money they're losing. Again, they're billionaires. Who gives a fuck? The, the normal person doesn't really care. But they freaking care. These networks care. You know what I mean? So well, it's all about the TV dollar. But the, all about but the, the thing TV is dollar. that they still ha- actually. I would actually like to see the books. Because I bet they made more money on TV Dollar because everyone was home watching TV. Home. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So everyone, there's the viewership was up, yeah. all the ratings yeah. were up. They had made more money probably doing that. Shit, uh, people like the Yankees and Dodgers who have their own freaking networks. Networks, they're absolutely, they're absolutely, but, absolutely. But then you gotta remember these small market teams. They're 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 freaking they're taking a hit. Yeah, but the big teams pay for them too, though. Yeah, and that's what they the don't realize. It's a collective bargaining agreement, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, listen, I it's like I said, it sucks, but again, I'm just glad. We still have our sports. I have something to look at. Well, we it's were. Not, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. But at the end of the day, shit, NFL. You know, at the end of the day, they're not. They, they're gonna do what they have to do to get their money. I was very impressed with the NFL. To be honest, with you. Yeah, you they are. were the one I was. I was more uh, frightened about because listen, there's so many guys on a team though 
one team. And they don't have the best reputation as far as like getting their shit together. So at the end of the day, I think it becomes a numbers game. Yeah. No so, I mean, real talk. If you have a team of basketball players, NBA team, what do they carry on a roster? 16? 15. 15. 15. It's like 12 and 3, like the three uh, reserves. Yeah. So, yeah. how many are on a football team? 52. And they upped it to COVID, so it was actually more like 70. They didn't have a lot of cases this year. That's my point. That's my point. Those guys, but here's the reason why it worked in the NFL compared to the NBA and baseball. These guys had to play to get paid. Mm. Now, even though those other guys got paid as well, too, in the other sports, but most of their contract is guaranteed. Guaranteed. In football, the only guarantees you get is your signing bonus. So they have extra incentive to be safe. Correct. Now, I was very impressed because, like you said, there was almost 70 players, and it was even more than that. Because they were able to reserve other guys on the side. So it was like, almost like, damn it, like 80-something they were able to. They didn't travel with them, yeah, but yeah. they had a lot of guys. And that's not even including the coaches. Well, that's what I was and getting to. Training, training yeah. staff, when you have, doctors, all that. When you have a, a fuck that, you know, the team equipment management Equipment managers, team, yeah. There's like 15 of those guys. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. like one team that moves, you're moving like 120 people mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And we're going on planes from city to city. Yes, you we know are. I mean? Yeah. And, so are you optimistic as far as what's going to happen going forward? Well, I will say this. I do feel the same way that I felt with the education system. Uh, the When we were talking about like the hit, I have noticed specifically in football that there was a hit for the rookies that came in this particular year and the rookies that are coming in now in this year right now. Football is a very, very, very different sport where it's kind of... 365 24-7 You know And I say that because Especially with the recruitment process Training uh, You have the draft You have yeah. all that Like and, these and, kids and they can't go out And see they, them now No they're, they're definitely not There's yeah. no combine this year yeah. And they're only doing pro days And it's hard Because a lot of the rookies From last year per se They used to Have uh, the rookie minicamp mm-hmm. In April Where they would go And they would have the facility To themselves by themselves They don't have that anymore so you saw a significant hit where you had these kids who got drafted this particular year. You watched them play on the field. They were really getting winded quick or they didn't have enough uh, maturation because it's, 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 it is a tremendous jump going from college to the pros. Yeah. You're talking tremendous night and day difference. But these kids didn't have enough time to get acclimated with their mind. They couldn't learn playbooks and they they did all their meetings virtually, yeah. so they also suffered as well, just the yeah. same way the kids did. Yeah. So there was definitely a lag for the kids, and well, yeah, they're kids. They're kids. Yeah, the kids that kids, came yeah. into the NFL this past year, and I know it's going to be the same with this year. And it was it was noticeable. It was definitely something that was noticeable. Let me ask you guys a question. Considering what happened in 2020 with all of the um, media hype surrounding. George Floyd's, the Breonna Taylor's and everything, and kind of giving more credit to what Colin Kaepernick was talking about in the first place. Mm. Going forward in sports, specifically because you mentioned the NFL, do you see the fan base saying to themselves, wow, you know what, now we're looking at this whole dynamic differently. We have a league of Predominantly black players mm-hmm. and ownership and executive positions being predominantly white. Do you see a change happening going forward where the NFL is a little bit more self-aware? Where they're like, you know what? It's kind of an imbalance and it looks a little bad on our part considering 
it looks because you know how they, they refer to the NFL kind of sometimes as the, the plantation mm-hmm. yeah. because you have them on the field sacrificing their bodies and while, then they get tossed to the, they get tossed yep. to the side I mean if something goes wrong and, and no guaranteed contracts yeah, absolutely. while you have the white counterparts up in executive suites making decisions as to whether or not they even are on the team mm-hmm. and it perpetuates a cycle because once again like the, the police officers we were talking about earlier um, before the bonus coverage you're gonna you're gonna be more comfortable with people who look like you mm-hmm. So if I'm a owner or a GM and it comes time to hiring a coach or if I'm an owner and it comes time to hiring a GM, I'm going to do so based on my comfort level of who looks like me, who acts like me, who talks like me. And it perpetuates the the cycle over and over and over and over again of the players are black, but overwhelmingly ownership GMs, uh, coaches, coordinators. Coordinators are started like the defensive and offensive coordinators are started. Coordinators, a bit. there's a lot. Yeah. If you actually look at the meat and potatoes of, of teams, like mm-hmm. majority of position coaches and coordinators are usually people of color. color. But and I shouldn't say men, men and women now yeah. in the NFL, especially. But, but, that's, but that's what makes it crazier mm-hmm. that that's the ceiling. You could be a coordinator at the moment. Yeah, it's getting. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, that, so that's why I pose the question, and, and not just the NFL, but just the. Well, no, we can stay on the NFL because yeah. I think it's such a large. Uh, it, it's listen, at the end of the day, it's American sport. Yeah. Um. It definitely. Yeah, it took over from baseball because. Uh, oh yeah. It's, it's a wrap. No, it's, it's a wrap. It's, it's, it's not coming back. It's yeah. always going to be there. Yeah. So to answer your question, uh, I honestly do not think it's going to change that drastically until you start seeing different types of ownership. Because remember, shit always rolls downhill. Yeah. It always starts at the top. So even during the... I'll bring up Jerry Jones and them. Like, you know, they were making comments in the beginning, like during the season, where you still better not kneel on my field. Mm. Even after stuff was happening. Yeah. You know, and they're sending out memos and stuff like that to, like, you just better not do it. Mm. When you look at the teams, like, in the markets like New York, L.A. um, Dolphins. Miami. That was not even count because I don't mean it in a negative way. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and I don't explain myself what I mean by that. The Talk Dolphins, about the fact that you're a Jets fan, the, the well, Dolphins yes, don't even count, and, and that's why I'm trying to clarify myself because <laughs> Dolphins, who are they? No, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like you know like a fanatic at the moment. But the truth be told is that uh, Florida, everyone who moves to Florida is a tra- they're, they're transplanted from another place. So a lot of it, and a lot of New Yorkers down. A lot of now there are people who are born there and whatever, yeah. but most of the people that, especially down in Miami, yeah, it's, it's Miami used to be called the Sixth Borough. Yeah, yeah that's you know what I mean. Talk. So it was damn near from New York, you know. But the thing is, like, you got people from Cleveland, Michigan, all over. So they come there and they're still fans of the places where they came from. Yeah. So there's no real fan base there. That's the only reason why I said that. Gotcha. That's gotcha. why I said they didn't get there. Gotcha. Okay. But no, I honestly just to be blunt. Very blunt. I do not think that it's going to make any kind of. There's not going to be any kind of change until you start seeing change in ownership. You need to have it start top at the top. When they start hiring more progressive GMs, as well, that that'll also help a little bit. I'll speak for my team. Particularly, you mentioned I'm a Jeff fan. Yeah. I actually am a real fan of Joe Douglas. I think he's a progressive GM. He is white, mm-hmm. but I mean, for the first time ever, we have a Muslim head coach. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. That's big. No, that's that's huge because it's in the city where 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. And his brother was yeah. actually in Tower 2. Robert Salah's brother mm-hmm. was in 
building number two, we worked in finance. Yeah. Coach Sala and his family, they were into finance. Mm. Mm. And that's actually the day he changed his his uh his his trajectory with his career. Wow. Was when the towers went down, he decided I'm going to chase what my passion is. I'm not doing where the money is anymore. Wow. So it's to him. Okay. Yeah, it's funny that you know that. yes, so it's it's a little yeah. tidbit with him. Yeah. So again, Joe Douglas, young white dude, very progressive. But who did Joe Douglas learn off of? You and I spoke about this gentleman's name a little bit earlier today. Oh, who, um what's his face? Uh, the first black GM yeah. ever in the NFL yeah. was Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Newsom, yeah. So Joe Douglas Ravens. Joe Douglas came from the Ravens. Yeah. Oh, he was down there for them with them for years. Yeah. He worked directly underneath Ozzie Newsom. So he got his tutelage from a black man. Let me ask you something, though. And this is me coming more as a basketball and boxing fan. I'm a, and I'm a, I'm a football fan, too, but not as much as boxing and, and basketball. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't the other remaining owners have to vote on allowing another a new owner to come into the NFL? Yeah, that's correct. I think that actually works in any other yeah, sports. sports. So, so I, yeah, I, I, knew, I knew definitely for the NBA, but I wasn't sure about the NFL. Yeah, no, they all the same. And the so, baseball is too. So, so, so when you say more black ownership, I said progressive and, and aggressive. It's gonna. I don't necessarily mean it's gonna get to black ownership overnight. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna. Ha- it's gonna have to start progressively changing. Meaning, newer owners. Because look, let's just be real. The financial backing of majority of individuals that look like you and I are not in that position yeah. to make these types of purchases. Yeah. These yeah. teams are billion dollar teams. Yeah, they are. And at the end of the day, and that just goes to systemic racism. I mean, it's a whole other topic. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll run deep yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah. But there's not a lot of people who look like you and I that can walk in and say, hey, I have the means to make this We purchase. have to come in groups, like 10, 15 of us. Even of the groups. big dogs. Yeah. Jay can't buy a team by no, himself. He needs like another 10 people to come. He can't. Yeah. He needs he needs Puff he Puff, needs Fifty he needs uh uh, uh shit I think that's uh, Dr. Dre Dre I mean and even outside of that I mean like let's let's find a, a, another that's successful happen soon. Robert Johnson exactly we need more individuals yeah. like that yeah. to be able to put that together that's gonna yeah. happen soon. and it might but the problem is at the end of the day there's gonna be fifteen voices though and you still always need it to kind of be one or two so when Derek Jeter brought the uh, bought the um. The uh, Marlins. The Marlins. Thank you. Um, he didn't buy them out, right? He bought into them. Exactly. Like it was a team. Yeah, so, he had a group. Yeah. It, 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 I want to say it's usually a group because it's always a group. Magic Johnson, same thing with the Dodgers. It's always a group. It's a group. It's a group when it comes to minorities. Yes. Exactly. Just That's what I was saying. Uh, we have to come in as a group. I'm just being real. We have yeah. to come in as a group. I'm just being real. Yeah, look at the dude that bought the Mets. He freaking owns like 90. That's my of point. The That's yeah. my point. Yeah. <laughs> like most of these other dudes, they own it with their brother. Or like, look at you guys. You guys are fans of the Giants. Giants. It's Family. the Maras and the Tish. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's it. it. That's there it. might be yeah. a couple minority yeah, owners in there. That's because small. they sold just to, yeah. you you bring people yeah. in for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, it's the Maras and the Tishes. Yeah. Well, the Heinz family that owns the The Heinz family. Yeah. Again, see, so these are... Yeah. But when it comes to Derek Jeter, the group. Matter of fact, Alex Rodriguez was trying to buy the Mets, yeah. but he also had to buy them with a group. The group. Yeah. Yep. And this is A-Rod. Yeah. He's got bread, too. And his yeah. wife has bread. His wife got bread. Yeah. I think yeah. she owns a percentage in the Dolphins. Yeah, she does. Because yeah. she had bought that with Mark Anthony, her ex-husband at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a weird oh, dynamic. J-Lo. Peep this. Rick Ross was talking about potentially making a bid to get the Dolphins. Now you want to talk about 
ownership not signing off on a fucking that'll never happen <laughs> you know why because again you still have the Robert Kraft well, I can't even say Robert Kraft Robert Kraft's black he goes to he goes to rubber tugs. Chills with Meek Mill. Chills with Meek. They text yeah. all the time. Like, no, nah, he's different. But like again, you have the I, I use my owner. You know, the, the, the seniority owner, uh, Chris Johnson. Uh, not Chris. Um, Woody, Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to start throwing other names. You just look 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 at the Jerry Joneses of the world. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, there's only a couple of big markets that have owners that are pretty cool. Most of those other small. The Clevelands of the world, the Minnesotas of the world, the Green Bays of the world. Even though majority of Green Bay, like they're sold to the the, the, the shareholders, the shareholders yeah, of the, yeah. but even the people that live there do not look like you and me. So at the end of the day, it's still the same thing. Yeah. In Wisconsin, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cheeseheads? No. So just, to, I think it can happen, Conway. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's going to take a little bit of time. You're going to start seeing a, a, a shift in ownership with younger. More progressive that's, White that's folk that I can see that yeah. And those are the ones That think a little bit More out the box yeah. And that's when you might Start seeing the change mm-hmm. You know what I mean But listen At the end of the day The guys that play the game They're the ones that uh, Play the game first And they come out To be coaches And they get Last looks At actually being A head coach I'll say this really quick I know we're short for time I think Specifically football I think there's I can see change That's going to happen Within the Within the organizations, meaning like coaches, more coaches, more GMs of, of color being hired. But let's look at the Super Bowl numbers for fellas. This shit went down dramatically this year. So when it comes to the fans, after 45 or four years of 45, you're gonna they're gonna start losing some fans. And I think the Super Bowl numbers kind of. I don't even know what, what what were the numbers. They were down like almost five million uh, viewers from from the from the last three or four years on average. They were down almost four or five million viewers. Well. I think the pandemic played a big role in that, though. But everybody's home. No, no but here's the thing, though. And, and what else they, is there to fucking they, watch? They are home, but... They also said it, the weekend kind of ruined it, Because nobody knew who the weekend was. Well, the truth is, too, behind that, though, usually it's a group thing. Yeah, that exactly. That gets done the in Super a Bowl, large setting. Yeah, the Super Bowl isn't a game. It's an event. Yeah. But it's it's it was... Going years back, it was always that event of the year. Everyone watched. People didn't even but, watch but that, football watch Super Bowl. No, but that's the point, though. Yeah. The people who went to those events, they went for the booze and the food and the atmosphere. They didn't so, really go for the game. But what about the viewing, though? People still had party or maybe that. that, that that's, 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 the that's, yes. that's the thing. That's the thing. There's yeah. no one of those parties. You can't, you can't yeah. come together. And then and I, I would only that's true. I'd attribute a third of that to that. And then another third of that was to... A lot of the individuals that were on the side of 45 that weren't for these players still being allowed to take knees. And yeah, then yeah. you also had another third of people with color like us that didn't even want to watch because the of NFL Kaepernick. because, because of, of the whole Kaepernick yeah, thing. So, yeah, I'm not going to front. That so makes it up you right stopped, You stopped watching I watched, I watched it this year, but the last year. The year no, last year you did it. You this year you did. You had yeah. no choice. It's part of what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I remember last year you had a stance on yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. fuck them, man. Because like, yeah. I, like, I was tight. I think we watched one game last year together. It was when we were building this place. We watched the Jet Giant game here. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And that was the only game. That I was watched. the only one. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yep. But I mean, until there's a progressive change in ownership, and listen, the NBA's going through it right now. We were just watching how they just fired uh, another uh, another black coach today. From, was, yeah. it, was it Minnesota? Minnesota. So yeah. I mean, I, no, no, he he wasn't black. The assistant coach was black, and instead of. Um, elevating, elevating him, him. They, yeah. went they went outside the organization and hired and a usually, white dude that yeah. was friends with the GM and usually that does not happen ever that's crazy that never happened that's, but, um, never happened. that's blatant but once again friends with the GM yeah. you're it's gonna nepotism. hire people that you are familiar with that you're comfortable with mm-hmm. and not to say that it's exclusive to only white people everybody does it but the 
problem is, is that when you have a majority of the people that look a particular way, it just perpetuates the same cycle over and over and over again. And we never get that opportunity to shine because best believe Phil Jackson, who's touted as one of like the most ingenious coaches of all time, went up against Doc Rivers when it was the Lakers versus the Celtics. I remember that. Doc Rivers coached circles around Phil yes, Jackson. To, to just show, just because we are athletic and we um, thrive on the floor, doesn't mean we can't thrive from a strategic standpoint on the sideline and coach the same players that we played with when we were players. <laughs> Doc Rivers. Yeah, no. That, that, Mark absolutely. Jackson. You know, the, the Monty Williams. Well, Mark Jackson messed himself up. Well, that was a whole nother yeah, situation. Nate, Nate McMillan, he still hasn't gotten Nate a job. Nate McMillan, yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. wasn't he a coach over Yes, and no, he, he got was. fired. They, yeah. they, they, they weren't even doing bad when he got fired. He hasn't gotten But remember, man, yet. you know what's funny with basketball, too, though? The one thing I will say this is basketball, the leash for success oh, yeah, sure. is very short. Very yeah. Especially yeah. if you're a fucking of color. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If yeah. you're a man yeah. of color, like, yo, what, you went on a four-game losing streak? Oh, no, you're on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my man, we're like fucking 20 and four. We just lost the last four. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the hot seat already? And that brings us to our uh, segment for our last call. Um... Uh, portion of the overtime, or as you say, uh, the uh, bonus coverage, the billionaire block gem of the week. This is the SNA Live podcast, hosted by Three the Hard Way. And this is Billionaire Blocks. Give us your take on books, business tips, financial, music, whatever you like. Billionaire Blocks, inside the SNA Live podcast. <laughs> So we did this in season one on Billionaire Block Gym of the Week, where we just give like a little tidbit of a business insight. So myself, Malik Ryan, we are avid business book readers. Um, And one of my favorite business books of all time, um, and I've probably read this book now going on three times now. Wow. Um, So there was an attorney. He's he's, he's now passed on uh, named Reginald Lewis. Uh, he was a dude out of Baltimore, um, really like you. He played sports in college. Uh, he was a football player. But in addition to that, um, an excellent student and went on to go to Harvard Law School, became an attorney, did corporate law, and much like me, went from being an attorney and now using that knowledge of what he had as an attorney and parlayed that into business success and wanting to be an entrepreneur so he wrote a book entitled why should white guys have all the fun i love that title you ain't you ain't lying (laughs) you ain't never lie so he essentially was giving it was it's basically it was an autobiography and his um i guess just outlook on life was you know i want to have this financial success as well I want to be in the boardrooms. I want to be in that upper tax bracket. And just because of the color of my skin, I shouldn't be precluded from being in those circles. So he always held himself in in high regard and he made a point to excel at whatever he did, whether it be football, whether it be academics, whether it be in business. And he took his law firm uh, he started off uh, at a, a, a New York City law firm 
I can't remember the name of off the, off the top of my head. Um, but he went from that, opened up his own practice, and then from his practice, he parlayed that into opening his own business. And his business primarily was absorbing other companies and building those. And the billionaire block gem of the week is there are a lot of people because of just the, the way Instagram is now, the way um, a lot of um, rappers and hip hop uh, execs kind of uh, inspired a lot of people to be entrepreneurs like the Puffs, the Jay-Z's, the Dame Dashes, the Russell Simmons of the world, um, Master P, Slim Thug, like all those dudes. They've inspired a lot of people to be entrepreneurs. And a lot of people think in order to be successful, you have to start your own company and build it from scratch. And that's one way to do it. That's it. That's the way we're doing it. Yeah, I mean, if you want, at the end of the day, the epitome is you want it to be yours. Exactly. Yours thoroughly, yes. That's and, the and, way to and, go. And, and I get it. And it's kind of... To a if, point, because I know if, where you're going if, with if, if you're If you're being honest with yourself, it's more of an ego thing. Hell yeah. So the, I did this I from exactly, the ground exactly, up. up. Exactly. So what Mr. Lewis said in his book was... Yes, you can do that. And he did do that with certain companies. But he was also a proponent of taking an already existing company and taking that and building it up from where it's at already. And the advantage of doing that is, and and the first company he did this with was a a radio company, radio station. So to be clear with you, this is basically like, why try to reinvent the wheel? Exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. So it was a radio station that, that he uh, had purchased or acquired, I should say. And the bonus or, the, or, the, or the, 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 the benefit of doing that is the infrastructure is already there. Yeah. He didn't have to worry about renting out a space, buying the equipment. Workers, I would assume, were already exactly. in place. A system. The POS, the all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The system. The, 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 the studio equipment. The, the, the way things ran. He already had that in place. All he did was fine tune it to make it profitable. Mm-hmm. So he basically put his spin. Exactly, on it. exactly. So at the end of the day, though, it's kind of like you did make the company your own. You did exactly. But like you said before, the word was ego. Exactly, exactly. So the billionaire block gym of the week is if you have that entrepreneurial spirit like we do, don't necessarily think that you have to take something as uh, some grand idea that you have and build it from the ground up look at acquiring other companies and when i say acquire other companies i don't mean you need millions of dollars to acquire a company that's already made millions i think we proved that <laughs> and we can too, too early sorry sorry everybody we'll delve into that it's in, the in, uncle in, nearest in, <laughs> in other episodes <laughs> my bad I'm that sorry, a, that's that was, genuine. That was a little bit of an inside joke. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and we'll we'll um we'll, we'll bring you into the inner fold of, of what we're talking about on, on a later episode. My bad. It was just like <laughs> you know what I felt like. I felt like it was it, it was it was it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, and I just felt <laughs> like it was going off the backboard on that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm really not sorry, but sorry, but not sorry. sorry yeah, exactly. Sorry. So it doesn't have to be a million dollar acquisition. It could be a small company that's not doing so well that just needs an influx of either cash or an influx influx of ingenuity ingenuity yeah, exactly absolutely. exactly so you can see something where you're like you know what 
I know this particular industry. I know this particular um, type of company. And I know what it's lacking. Exactly. And because you're coming from the outside looking in, you have a different perspective. Fresh set of eyes. Exactly. Of what you can do to bring it to that next level. So they might be in the red when you come in. But by the time you're done with it, they're in the black. So for all you aspiring entrepreneurs out there, the, the, the basic message of the Billionaire Block Gem of the Week is you don't necessarily have to build your own. There are companies out there looking to be bought out because they've tried, you know, as best they could. And they've gone as far as they can. Exactly. And you can take it further because you have your own insight into how you can make that a successful company. Facts. Sure. I mean, listen, take that for what it is, guys. Uh, Reginald Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. Please, if you feel free, buy the book. Uh, look him up at least. Do the do, yeah. do, at least do a Google search on him. You know what I mean? And, and this dude, to... was, this dude was making paper, paper. And then, you know what's crazy, bro? What's funny is that had you not mentioned his name to me personally, I don't yeah. think I've ever would have heard. Yeah, of him. yeah, exactly. And that's the sad part because our stories exactly. don't get told. Exactly. Yeah. Only the bad ones get yeah. told. Yes. Because if we're not in control of our own narrative, then we are vulnerable and victims to how the narrative gets painted by other people. And that is exactly why we are a part of the One Institution family right here, yeah, where definitely. it is a place where we can speak our mind, yes, sir. and we can do what we want, do what we do, and you can know that the best interest is behind us. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. Yes, and with that, we are introducing another new segment, What You Rockin' With, which is essentially what we are uh, interested in, what we are... It's funny. Um, it's funny hearing you breaking that down. <laughs> it's because like it's like you have to be politically correct. Yeah, 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 normally yeah. you just say, "Yo, what, what you rocking with?" with? You Everyone gets it. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sorry, Colin. For, for a but, disclaimer, please. But, but put for it the out people there. who don't get it, <laughs> what we have a particular interest in this particular week and this particular episode. Yes, sir. So, Malik, I'm gonna let you start <laughs> off with what you rocking with, son. Absolutely. This is what you rocking with inside the SNA Live podcast. Uh, if you've listened to season one, as you know, we are big sports, not only just big sports heads, but we're also big music heads. So, and specifically hip hop, but we all we listen to all, all different uh, types of music. Oh, without a doubt. So, we are renaissance men. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, there's a there's a new new age hip hop artist. He's young, but not young, relatively speaking. But in these days, he's considered young just because he's in the whole, you know, this whole realm of new hip hop, which we're not big fans of. But when I find an artist that I really enjoy and I really like, I gotta shout him out. So this dude is Joyner Lucas. Look him up. He's sold millions of albums, and you don't see him all. He's not all over the radio. He's not all up in the videos. But the dude is talented. He's did some songs with Chris uh, Chris Brown. I think that's how he got his break. But um, he got some really good albums. One album is called um, ADHD, which I think was a classic. I, I wound up listening to it during the uh, pandemic. Um, that was my workout music. And the dude has bars, man. He got lyrics. He got He's, he's speaking substance. He's not just talking about how much money he got, how many hoes he got. Like, the dude talks. He has he, substance. He, he kind of does a little bit. He too. does, but he does it in a very artistic way. No, no, no I'm not Yeah, saying. yeah, he does it in artistic. But no, but then that's where I'm going to get to. And then his next He's album. He's very creative in describing how many hoes he has. <laughs> <laughs> But what I, what I, this is what I really, I really, um, I really 
was in, enamored by him is that his next album, which was called Evolution, mm-hmm. because then he went from and now he's he's telling stories. He's telling about how he grew up. He's talking about his family. You know, Where's he from, by the way? He's from Worcester, Massachusetts. Yeah, he's from Massachusetts. If you've ever been to Worcester, Massachusetts, I know you hit Massachusetts. And you're like, really? That's this is hood up there. That shit is the hood. I, I, I got family up there too, that man. Is it is. Hood. First time I went up there, man. I'm just like I'm, I'm the person That you just described Like yeah. Going to fucking Massachusetts, Massachusetts. What the fuck is this Or Rhode Island And you go out there You're like Yeah it's So I know I, it's, I, it's tough up there I played yeah. against them man. Yeah, it's, those, hood. Those, those it's hood It's hood But it's a different hood It's like yeah. Buffalo hood. Yeah exactly It's and like Buffalo, Buffalo That's why I, I said That's why I looked dead at you yeah, yeah. It's like Buffalo hood yeah, yeah, It's definitely different But no man Griselda What up Conway the machine What up No but yo dude Listen to the dude's album you definitely could be inspired and just know that hip hop is not going to die when you got artists like this. No, I totally agree. I will touch on one thing. I know, I know, it's it's your segment. You're you're part of the segment. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. No, no, no. But I'm still touching on Julian Lucas. The one song that drew a lot of uh, notoriety to him. Will? Uh, no, no. That because that's more new age. Okay. Remember, I told you my son was the one that put me on Julian Lucas like four years ago. Okay. That album that came out, the ADHD one. Mm-hmm. That one was actually done or was supposed to come out for years. Oh yeah, yeah. If yeah. you listen to the album, actually, he has segments with like Chris Rock and I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, what's going on? What's yeah, going like, on with yeah, this well, album, This man. album took like five years to come out. Like, they yeah. make jokes about it. Yeah. But the one song that John Lucas came out with that drew a lot of attention, if you haven't heard it before, it's called I'm Not Racist. Mm. And his song was actually a two-sided coin. The video shows a fat white dude. And oh, it was, I saw that. It was a I black yes. kid with dreads and everything. The, the stereotypical look of, yeah. both, of both races. Yeah, yeah. Because the white dude was like a, a white hillbilly guy. And he was rapping from the white guy. So he rapped from both perspectives. yeah. yeah. He rapped from both perspectives. You know what? I saw that video. Yeah, I did too. When they sit at a I table, I never realized that was him. Whole, I didn't realize that was him. That's either. Jordan Lucas. Holy shit! That's wow. what I'm saying. He's been around for a while. Yeah. You know I'm a wow. music. You know I'm a music head. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. so Jordan Lucas. That was the real joint that actually drew me to his talent because I thought that was that remarkable. Song was sick. That song was sick. So Jordan Lucas. Listen, if, again, if I mean. Nowadays, with so many outlets from SoundCloud to YouTube to yeah, Spotify, Spotify right. Apple, Google. Yeah. I mean. Look up Homeboy Journal Download his albums Download yeah, I mean it's definitely worth it I mean you're paying for it Monthly you might as well Download the damn album What you got Rob What's your What you, what you rocking, rocking with, with Alright what I'm rocking with Is just you learning How to Diversify Your, your Portfolio Your portfolio bonds. Exactly uh, At the end of the day What was the word you used Bonds Bonds Oh Just a Oh, no, no, Dave, my Dave bad. Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. My bad. Yeah, I thought I heard something totally different. I thought <laughs> diversify your bonds. I thought I heard diversify your thoughts. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute, wait. That's, that's why I completely. That's, that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually coming up soon. Soon come. Soon come. Soon, soon come. come. No, no, my bad. I just thought. So yeah, listen. I will never ever be the person to sit here and like drop like what you should invest in, like buy this particular stock. I am not a master. I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. But um. You should learn and figure out different ways to, you know, find different ways to invest your money. And nowadays, there's so many opportunities. I just got put on recently to this company, and there's multiple companies like this, but there's one particular company that's called Rally. It's an app, right? Did you know that you can put money into, like, the original Babe Ruth rookie card? No, the original Michael Jordan rookie cards? No, you can actually buy what's called, like, these digital shares in these particular items and they grow over time yeah they do wow. so you can actually buy into these so items and it'll, it'll help you you know grow your money like memorabilia basically facts that's exactly brilliant. it's brilliant. literally all memorabilia on that particular one that's kind of cool okay I, 
I thought so too. Yeah, and I know you was a big you a big collector as a kid. Yeah, so you know, just seeing that whole thing, it's like, oh shit, like you can actually buy, you know, like I said, Michael Jordan's rookie card. Yeah, you can buy yeah. into it. So yeah. yeah, that's one way. But there's all these other opportunities, and and, and I'll even drop one that's very simplistic. Uh, people don't realize how much you uh, you use your debit cards almost for everything nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's a particular app, and you've probably seen the commercial for it. It's called Acorns. Acorns one that basically, if you spend a dollar twelve, the remaining was it uh, eighty two cents. Oh no, 88 cents yeah. That would actually be considered a roundup This app will snatch that 88 cents To round it up to $2, $2 yeah. It'll snatch the 88 cents And it'll start investing it automatically into a fund for you So money that you don't really see yeah. That you don't touch Who really counts coins? Yeah. Nobody really Nobody. Yeah, but it adds up over time It does add up over time Especially if you use your card for everything You go to Dunkin Donuts You go to the supermarket You made a transactional payment online To pay your bill Whatever it was you, it's always going to be a roundup. Nothing is at a flat number. Bought some bullshit on Amazon. Facts. Bought a bunch of bullshit on Amazon. Yeah. That's usually how shit works. But again, you know, there's apps like that. Just give yourself a fighting chance to save some money. Us as a, a people, we weren't really blessed with. And if you were, God bless your parents for having a foresight yeah. for it, man. Because that means they really went through some shit to get that information. And I mean that in the most sincerity. Because my father, and I'll run through this quick. When he worked in Con Ed, he worked with a lot of, a lot of predominantly white dudes. During the time in the late '80s, early '90s, before the stock boom, where a lot of those guys took their bread because they also had information from the inside. They knew to invest in the companies because they had co- they had cousins and other guys that were in finance that told them, "Hey, listen, take that overtime money and dump it into this. I promise you, in five years, you're gonna thank yourself. You're gonna retire." But those guys didn't share that information with our guys. Yeah. No. That's not how it works. Yeah. So, you know, if you did have parents that had some of that, that, that knowledge, God bless you for that, man, because that's that's an amazing thing. But if you didn't, there's a great time to start trying to diversify your, your, your earnings. Take your earnings. Make your money. Make money for you. If you're not going to go out and be an entrepreneur, there's still many ways for you to find ways to be successful and, and build long-term freedom. Yeah. That's what it is. That's it's freedom. Yeah. So you can get into crypto. You can get into simple apps like, like I said, Rally and, and Acorns. Very simple. Not going to dive deep. But just listen, there's so many tools at your disposal by your fingertips. Take advantage of it. Because if you don't, you're doing a disservice to you and your family. So Conway, tell me, uh, what do you got? What are you rocking with? So I saw this movie um, about a week ago. And I have very, very sparse free time to watch movies nowadays. But... Uh, when I do have the time, I always try to like watch a movie substance to, with substance that they're, that's going to resonate. Yeah, with. I get you. And, and Rye, I think you had mentioned this movie a few months back, but I, once again, didn't have time to watch it up until literally a week ago. Antebellum. Yes. Holy shit! Talk about so, a brain fuck, huh? So, if you were a fan of the movie Get Out by um, Jordan Peele. <laughs> gonna love antebellum so it's starring janelle monae yes and sh- first of all shout out janelle monae sexy so so and Lee, we had just mentioned it sexy so people sleep on her because she usually throws on the tux and has like some weird shit on or whatever let's be real a lot of people sleep on her because they know she's gay yeah, yeah. that's 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 real talk and that's a downside because no. just because of a person's gay doesn't mean whether they're attractive or beautiful or whatever you gotta just because she flowers. Might, just because she might not be attracted to you doesn't yeah. mean Facts. you can't find her attractive Facts. beautiful black sister janelle bonet is 
gorgeous. Oh, she is. She's a great actress. So talented. I was just about to say she pulled that off. She definitely very well. Did. So talented. Very nice. So many different mediums. She she's, she sings. She dances. She I'm actually acts. very happy to hear that you saw that movie. I'm, I'm, I want to hear about this. So I so real quick. What platform is that on? It's on Hulu. Hulu. Uh, yeah. It's on Hulu. Uh, yeah. Uh, so just to give a little insight, we don't tell each other what. We're rocking with beforehand, so that we have a genuine like reaction. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of be kind of boring. Yeah, everything. So Ryan cool. had told me about this movie, and I've been I, I put a little note to myself like, well, you know, if you have some free time, like watch the movie or whatever. So I watched it last week, and I purposely didn't mention it to you. Okay, good. so that I can do save it for, it for this, this for this Perfect. segment. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So <clears throat> once again, because she's in a tux half the time, people sleep on her, but she's not just gorgeous. She's Multi-talented, like I said, sings, dances, acts, just overall just a phenomenally talented person. But because there's like a little bit of a twist and a little bit of a surprise ending, I'm not going to give the movie away. Yeah, just in case anybody out there didn't see it, yeah. we don't want to spoil it. Exactly, exactly. But Like Malik. Well, exactly. I don't want to ruin it for Malik. So all I'm going to say is watch the movie. Watch the movie with an, with a, with an open mind. And just absorb everything that you're seeing because I so I told my wife, hey, I know you haven't seen the movie, but I also don't think you've seen any trailers or anything like that. I said because she's a big proponent of like watching trailers and doing research, reading Yelp reviews. Yeah, do I want to see the movie? So I know what it's about. Do I, see, do I want to see the movie? So no, she hasn't seen no, no. you think you know. Yeah, yes. you don't. You don't. That's that, the thing. That's you think the whole you know. Point. They did a great job with their trailers where you're yeah. like, oh shit, this is no, it's not. It's that not. Either. It's okay. not that. And then about 45 minutes in, you're going to be like, wait, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is, is going this? On? Absolutely. What is going on? Because like, that was my reaction. Was yeah. Like, like, wait a minute. I don't, wait, I thought this was X, Y, and Z, okay. and it ended up being A, B, and C, but then it's like, oh, is it, it is X, Y, and Z, yeah. but no, 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 it's not X, Y, and Z. Wow. Is it like it's, Inception? No, wait, it's not like, it's, it's not, yeah, no. It's not, it's neither of the of the two. It's LMNOP. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, facts. It'll, it'll really, really fuck you up. And okay. I don't, I think if... We weren't in pandemic time, and this actually came out in the movies, and people were going to the movie, movies. It would have gotten the same reaction that Get Out and uh, us, absolutely, and us, exactly, absolutely, I'm exactly. Number, right? Yeah, no, like, yeah. Your next movie night that you get yeah. to watch, you have to watch yeah. that movie. You definitely do. You definitely do. And and in addition to, um, Jenna Monet, just a lot of great acting in the movie. Um, especially the white counterparts in the movie, because if that's difficult to do, oh, it is. I can it's, it, like so, because yo, you saw it, Conway. So, all right, some of those roles were tough, bro. So, the way you know that you have really nailed your role or your character is if you look at that person, you like hate him. Fuck this dude. I hate him. Fuck this chick. Yep. Like. You're playing a role. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is not real life. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you look at that particular person. You're like, yo, if I saw this person in the street, I might have a word with them. You know what yep. I'm saying? But they really, it was just extraordinary acting all the way through, extraordinary writing all the way through. And after I watched the movie, I watched, I looked at uh, YouTube and looked at some of the reviews. Some people didn't like it. Some people didn't get it. And for those people, I say, Go back and see it again. did you not get exact, like what they were talking about? Nope. So specifically, you know, we, we had talked about before um, in, in, in the, you know, the pre-bonus coverage um, portion of the show. Hit us back and let us know what your comments are. 
I specifically want you guys to chime in. Please do. About yeah, this what is a your, real, yeah. What your your experience was watching this particular movie. And if you didn't see it yet again, please, this weekend, you ain't got shit to do. Yeah. Dial it up on the dial, whether you're doing it on Hulu or whatever other alternative measures you're going to watch it yeah. on. Just watch the movie. It definitely. is definitely not going to be a waste of your time. Definitely. definitely. You can definitely make a dinner and a movie night out of that. Definitely. definitely. I will. So, that is the end of our bonus coverage. Once again, entitled Last Call. And uh, I'm going to take, we'll take a last call. Actually, yeah, I'll take one more too. Actually, you know what? We should yeah. probably do that as a, yeah. as a yeah, shot. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do That's it. That's a heavy ass shot. Yeah, say. I'm good there. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Right there. Thank you. And uh, thank you for rocking with us. And uh, we'll be back for episode two. And until then, yeah. cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. The SNA Live podcast is recorded. You already know. Smoking Ashes Cigar Lounge, the newest and hottest cigar lounge that's for the culture.